in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane Flying high, I emerge through the flames Have no fear, I'm here, so stand back Melanin, activate the name, is super black the In the that? sky, it's a bird, it's a plane Flying high, I emerge through the flames Have no fear, I'm here, so stand back Melanin, activate the name, is super black uh, Imagine that, a future that's super black Long as your skin brown, your superpowers intact What would your powers be? Just hope it ain't super whack Spatial manipulation, create a portal that's black Maybe just super speed, time travel to run it back Or cheat manipulation to keep my spirit intact As I encounter evils the world face Demons the world makes, I'm needed the world to stay Rest in peace to Chadwick, they killed all the Black Panthers Told us white lies, I still marvel at black answers Suits in D.C., pray it lead to a civil war It ain't no Justice League, what's the need to be civil for? Propelled like the juggernaut, it's clear ain't no stopping this The world in grave danger, who can stop the apocalypse? They killed all the heroes, the new ones don't really care But if you need me, put your fist up in the air Yeah, in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane Flying high, I emerge through the flames Have no fear, I'm here, so stand back Melanin, activate the name, is super black In the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane Flying high, I emerge through the flames Have no fear, I'm here, so stand back Melanin, activate the name, is super black Hello, everybody. It's Tuesday. And as you know, we celebrate Black History Month all year round. And this year is 366 because it's a leap year. I'm your man on the wall, Chris Fury. Thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time here, show your love by subscribing on the YouTube channel and hitting that notification bell. Show your love also by showing uh, support on Always Press Record. We can also find us and watch us past episodes and you can also listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast, including iHeartRadio, Apple, Spotify, and the Beyond Air Network. So, without further ado, uh, Spartan, are the engines primed? They are? All right. <laughs> Second in command, oh, Lady Mandalorian you, is in the building looking fresh as always. How are you? Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> our Griotta Horror is back. Unmute yourself, baby girl. Unmute yourself, baby girl. I love you, Miss you, Honey Pie. <laughs> yeah, so, like I said, yeah, I had you in the background a lot of times. I, I, I'm glad to have. I'm glad to have her back. She was like, "If you'll have me uh, back," I said, yeah. "If you don't get your butt on this ship." Don't funny. <laughs> Listen, don't I don't. I don't assume nothing. I don't take nothing for granted. Y'all, y'all already know that. So, uh we've got the games master. Hey, what's going on? Good to see you back, baby. Because you already know you were here, even though you weren't here, but you were here. Don't even miss it. I can't, I, my hair will never be like Lady Mandalore, so I'm gonna try my best. Um, <laughs> listen, since listen, we celebrate black, is beautiful, right? So, as we're celebrating black history, <laughs> we have to start with the future, future generations. This is my daughter, Angel. This was her first cosplay at four years old. Oh wow! Oh, she's official. She's official then. She's official. She, she, she's an official official. Yeah. So I had that's this. I wanted to show something of legacy, but let's go. The we got legacy is... going on in the building, right? <laughs> the crew is back. All right, TV. 
What Yo. up, man? What up, man? We got Spartan in here. Look. What up, dude? You said the engines was good, right? They working. All right, are everything's they, are running. Are they singing Rocky Sucks? Are they screaming Rocky Sucks? I feel like I, I feel like trying to have a cigar in my mouth like, like the carburetor should be working. Like, it's going to work. I can't say how far you're going to get, but you're going to get there. <laughs> I hope every I hope everyone likes the new look for the ship that is the official ship for Blurred's Eye View. So there it is, ready to launch. Uh we. Oh, wait a minute. Next. (laughs) Yo, here we go. Here we go. Lord have mercy. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. It's about to go sideways, ladies and gentlemen. That was a nice intro. Well, you know, we we have we have to have Nick's is is you know as 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 everyone knows, uh, Nick's who runs Do You Speak Geek. He's also uh, not just friend of the show. He's family here. So he's like the cousin. He's like, oh y'all made ribs. I'm coming over. It's so many. He's because we take out for a walk in between sets of uh, plates of food. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> What's happening, brother? Good, good. I miss y'all so much, man. It's been a long time since you hung out here, man. I miss y'all. Same, Just, brother. Like true family. Like we, we... Glad to have you back. <laughs> so, uh, we're not going to have this cut too short because we have somebody special in the house. I was introduced to him through Mad TV, Pulp Fiction, mm-hmm. and then Static Shock, then Samurai Jack, yes. and then Foster's Imaginary Home for Kids, and, yes. and, yes. and, and Green John Stewart Green Lantern, and, yes. is, is, and Supergirl. He was actually on Supergirl, and he is, it, it keeps it keeps going. It, it's growing, you know. It's so if, if, Cree, if if Cree Summer is the pirate queen, I, I think he can be the king. Mm-hmm. For, for the, for the mm-hmm. blurred community, uh, no other than Phil Lamar. What's going on? Phil? Hey, sir, sir. Hey. How y'all doing? I hope all that right. was a good enough intro wow. for you. <laughs> <laughs> I got my seatbelt on. That's all I gotta say because I'm ready to bounce up around my apartment. I don't know all you. right, uh, real quick, Captain. If I can interject real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, Mr. Lamar. Uh, first off, you are. A gentleman and a scholar, thank you for the time you gave me at Dragon Con. Uh, Jeff, if you're watching, thank you for putting up with all my emails. Uh, I told you before I had a crew who was dying to meet you. Uh, this mm-hmm. is they. Uh-huh. However, as you can hear, uh, my dad has his own internet show that <laughs> I don't know how to do to keep himself entertained during COVID. So I, I had my time. I got my turn. I just wanted to formally introduce you. I will be participating for the rest of the show from the comments. So. You crazy kids all have fun. <laughs> you tell DJ right. you should be you should be down back there. <laughs> you tell yeah. voice of the, of the of the people. Phil, our first time meeting was actually in March 2020 uh, at Wizard World Cleveland. You were my oh. first celebrity interview, and it was actually the weekend the world decided to shut down. Right. Oh wow. <laughs> that, that was the last con before COVID. Yes, yeah. and. You, uh, I, the person I was with, at the, t- the two people I was with at the time, they were like, are you going to talk to him? I'm saying, yes, I fought all of this to get here. <laughs> and once I got to that hurdle, everything else was smooth sailing. So mm-hmm. obviously you've been working quite a bit. Um, 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I have to mm-hmm. ask you your time during that blur of a, of two 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 plus years maybe of COVID. Yeah. How did how did you cope? Did that did, mm. was that something you can transition to easily doing voice work? How did that work out for you? Well, no, we got really lucky, those of us in the animation world, because Mm -hmm. it took them about a month to realize you can create a cartoon virtually. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. all the animators had to, you know, take all their data and take their computers home and they went home and did their work. And then they realized, oh, the voice actors can do their work from home, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I mean, it was I, I was lucky because I already had a booth here in my house because mm-hmm. um, when my when my son got big, we wanted to move him from the little kid room <laughs> to the big room. It used to be my office. So I'm like, all right, I'll go ahead. I don't want to stand in the way of your puberty. So <laughs> I went and built a booth. Mm-hmm. And good enough, when COVID hit, I'm like, yeah, I can record from home. Whereas, uh, you know, tons of my other friends were like, oh, dang it, I got to sit in my closet and sweat. <laughs> I, had one, I had one friend, a you know, classic, legendary voice actor. She's on the phone. It's like, oh, dang it, I got to go buy a laptop. Like, mm-hmm. ma'am? How you been doing your how you been doing your auditions? I just get on my phone inside the car. There, there we go. You split on yourself. Hostile right. takeovers and, and lack of equipment. There we go, folks. Sometimes you have thuggies. Shout out to Stefan Johnson, who's also who's a local Cleveland legend here with the food reviews. He's done the same thing. So it's he's wrapped towels with uh, in the hotel room. He's done it done it in the car he even told me like you can literally do it in the car and i'm like you're right it's soundproof you're right (laughs) i mean the truth of the matter is though it would have been traumatic for us had this hit 10 years prior oh yeah Mm -hmm. because because back in the old days when i first started my 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 cartoon career everything was a group record Mm -hmm. you know You would be be in there performing scenes together with the Mm. other actors. And it was, you know, you got to share energy and you got to see people be amazing. I mean, I remember first episode of Futurama, I'm sitting there six feet away watching Billy West do the voices of three different characters talking to each other. Mm. (laughs) And and I knew if I wasn't in that booth with him, I wouldn't have known that was the same three, same <laughs> one person doing three people. <laughs> and it was amazing because I'm like, crazy. oh, damn. This, this, this is like playing a pickup game with Michael Jordan. <laughs> it sets your bar real high. Yeah. <laughs> so oh my goodness. You, you mentioned the group reads. And Tafari even says it himself. The group read most legendary roles for at least for the generation that's here amongst us mm-hmm. justice league and justice league unlimited mm-hmm. uh, it was the first time we were able to actually see john stewart front and center and voiced by no other than you and when you mention group reads i 
I can't help but to think about the group that's involved Stop with that. that. Stop that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stop that. What, what is... And, and once again, you know, Kevin Conroy, rest in peace, he was an absolute icon oh, for yeah. Batman. Um, yeah. I It's... Probably, probably next to Michael Keaton, one of the one true Batman. Uh <laughs> oh yeah, well, that again. You know, it's funny you say that because um, several years back, I was at a convention. I met a Spanish dude who was the dubber of all the Batman movies in Spain. Mm-hmm. You know, so he was the voice of Batman. No way. <clears throat> but he told me he didn't just do the cartoons; he did the live action movies too. Ooh. So in Spain. Ooh. Everything that had Batman in it, he sounded the same. Wow. Hmm. And I was like, oh, damn. That's a job. We should be doing that in the U.S. (laughs) (laughs) If Kevin Conroy's voice come out of Ben Affleck's mouth, he gonna win an Oscar. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We got an audience. We have BZ the Voice, who's also a voice actor. He's actually a voice actor and actor. He's actually has a short, couple of shorts playing John Stewart Green Lantern live action shorts oh, uh man. and brightest day and blackest night and it's all on his day off and stuff and great stuff uh now I want to see the both of y'all on screen <laughs> that would be dope that would be dope <laughs> it would. yes it was yes. well see I'm glad I'm glad he's doing that because to me that you know shows you know the reason this show exists because their blurs exist when mm-hmm. I was a kid you could be you're black or a nerd. Mm-hmm. Couldn't be both. Sir, sir, right. you're still a kid. What are you talking about? You are still a kid, sir. Okay. <laughs> you yeah, say the, yeah. bone, the bones say otherwise. Yeah. But you know, right. I'm, a, I'm a kid with a bunch of flour on my hair. <laughs> All of my flowers on I my mean, face. You know, so trust me, I'd rather be in your position, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Lady yeah, back back in the old days, you know, you know, none of my cousins from, you know, you know, L.A. or St. Louis or Kansas City would be like me sitting in the corner reading comic books or Sherlock Holmes books or sci-fi novels. They're like, Phil, what you doing? <laughs> you know, <laughs> but nowadays this whole all this fringy nerd stuff has become mainstream. Mm-hmm. And I think Justice League in some ways is you know, didn't just do it, but it was a part of that. Because there's so many people who come up to me and say, that was the first time I ever heard of a thing called a Green Lantern. Hmm. You know, and it, because back then, there were so many more kids watching a Saturday morning cartoon mm-hmm. than going to a comic book shop. Right. Especially both genders. Yeah. You know, in the old yeah. days, mm-hmm. if you saw a woman in a comic book shop, everybody was like, what is she doing here? <laughs> oh, she must come and buy something for her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. You paying off the tab. Paying off the tab. Paying off the tab. Honey, are you lost? <laughs> Lady Mandalore. <coughs> um, Phil. First and foremost, you you are also you are a family a voice family member in my head. Kree is my voice mm-hmm. acting mom. You are my mm-hmm. voice acting dad. <laughs> Unequivocal, like whichever. Um. Thank you. 
I want to know. Oh, God, this, I, this is left field. I'm so sorry. I'm starting to study because I'm very nervous breathe, and I like you mutter breathe, when I do that. Inhale, exhale. Get your breath. Get, she's my second in command. So she's like my weapon. Damn, y'all. Breathe. Oh no! Tell her she's got the con. <laughs> Give her the chair. I I want to know uh, two things. First of all, if somebody named Jimmy Gunn decided to call you up, um, where would you like to be placed in his gun verse of DC? That's number one. And number two is what? Where do you go? to find these voices that you make because you do mm. not sound Bail Organa does not sound the same as um oh Lord Jesus um the, the, one, the green one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she forgot to breathe. Oh my mm -hmm. God. Here we go again. The breathing part's um, important. Where do you where do you how do you get to those voices? Like is there somebody else that's shape helping you shape them? Is it just you and you just gotta like that because you fly? Or is it something else that I can't think of. Well, I'll answer your second question first. Um, it's a collaboration between the actor and the you know, material creator. Mm -hmm. They have a concept. They have an idea. And actually, the way you get hired is you come up with a voice that embodies their concept, their idea. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh man, that sounds like what I felt in my head. And then you get hired. And, mm -hmm. But it's always working together. I mean, you know, you said that one sounds different from the other one. They're different characters. Yeah. You know, when Laurence Olivier played Hamlet, he didn't play it the same way he played King Lear. Mm -hmm. You know, although it's funny because, it, you know, we think of movie stars as you just come out and do your thing. And that's what they hire you for. You know, mm -hmm. it's like uh, Denzel, Denzel, play this cop. The way you play, you know, that doctor, you know, they, they <laughs> want him to do the same thing. Well, that same thing made $250 million. Don't do something different. <laughs> <laughs> but no, in act, as an actor, it's always about bringing that character to life. And mm -hmm. with voice acting, you know, they come up with different sounds, mm -hmm. you know, somebody older, somebody, you know, a little more arrogant, somebody from a different place, all those things you put together, you know, and mm -hmm. then, and, you know, whatever the creator, producer, you know, writer, whoever it is, agrees with, because sometimes you'll read something and then you'll do, I think he would sound like this. Like, well, thanks, Phil. That's, that's okay. But we need him to sound more powerful. You mean more powerful? You you mean more powerful, and then you make an adjustment. <laughs> okay. Okay. Navy, what you got? <laughs> well, sir, as as I as uh, Lady Mandalore said, it is an honor indeed. You, my friend, have influenced a generation, and a generation, and another generation, and probably some other generations. But I digress. And you have been a figurehead for me to become a voice actor. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart, my friend. Thank you so much for that. So the question that I have, I've been wanting to ask you this for a long time. Out of all of the characters you have portrayed, whether it's by voice or by acting, which one did you feel embodied you the most? The one that you connected with the most? So that almost as if they live inside your head, 
for um, for most of the time. I'm curious. Hmm. Um. Actually, I would have to say the only character I played that you know had elements that I felt you know were parallel to me personally was probably Virgil Hawkins in Static Shock. Hmm. You know, because he was a teenage boy, you know, you know, living with his family, going to school. He was, you know, smart in his, you know, schoolwork. And I'm like, okay, if I had gotten electric powers when I was 14, <laughs> I might have acted like this. <laughs> but, you know, most of the characters, there's nothing. It was like, nah. In the year 3000, I would not be an accountant. <laughs> Bars. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Griot or the Horror, Lainey, what do you got? Um, no, nah, I, I first just thank you for coming on. Like, I enjoy your work. Um, thank you. I am a big fan of, like, Matthew Dean. So I, I think my question Big Big is, fan of what, you say? Matthew Dean. Oh, okay. Mad TV. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen. I mean, <laughs> that's the I, least I blurry thing I've done. <laughs> <laughs> I still love that, and I love the UPS fan, and that—that that was like how I felt like as a kid. Actually, that's oh my gosh, I forgot yeah, about I that. Sometimes game, I would just go back and forth. So, so that's just me. But anyway, Doc, the UPS um, guy. <laughs> seriously, I had I had the. Um, energy, and I feel like my daughter embodies that even more so. Um, but I, I, I digress. Going back to thinking about that um, and mer- merging voice acting, do you ever think that you could see yourself creating or help to create something like that as an animation? Like something like Mad TV as an animation? Mm. Well, I, I mean, I didn't create Mad TV. Um, I just got the job because <laughs> I had been doing um, sketch comedy and improv at a theater company here in L.A. called the Groundlings Theater, mm-hmm. where, you know, some mm. really huge, you know, legendary people had come through and taught the way of going from doing making up improv comedy to writing characters. You know, that's where you got Pee Wee Herman Elvira, you know, mm-hmm. and and then later, you know, you got um, so many other people, you know, all those SNL people, other than other than just the first one, Lorraine Newman. Right. Um, and so to go from the Groundlings to a sketch show on late night TV made sense back, you know, because that was I'd seen, you know, a bunch of people actually well, I'd seen Lorraine and Phil Hartman you know, great, great people do it. And then behind me, a ton of other people did it. Will Ferrell, Chris um, Catan, and Sherry O'Terry, you know. But um, as far as the animation, um, I didn't see a connection. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that, that just happened. Um, although, I think because Mad TV was based on the magazine, they did have animation on the show. And they had us voice the claymation characters. And that got me, you know, 
my mic time. Oh, I never forgot about the claymation one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm about to that, that, that was really helpful. Light bulb. <laughs> Y'all were robot chicken before robot chicken. I forgot all about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were chicken <laughs> robots. Gotcha. They were chicken <laughs> robots. <laughs> and um, over the years, I found out that you know, sketch comedy skills help in animation. Because I don't know if y'all know about this, but the animation business thing is they pay you union scale mm-hmm. and for one voice, uh, two voices, and then they can pay you uh, 10% more for a third voice. So that means they need people who can do multiple voices because if you can't you're going to cost them three times as much money <laughs> so the you know what what me and orlando and deborah wilson did on mad tv is you do one character finish the sketch go run change your change your wig did you know then come out there and be a whole different person mm-hmm. and with animation it's the same thing only you only got to change your clothes <laughs> if you don't want to but, <laughs> this man got put out of his office well, okay so we have to feel bad for him come on now come on <laughs> oh my god so uh spartan what do you got uh uh sir i i can't even say mr uh sir i would i would bow if i wasn't already in a chair because uh here he goes you're you, it, you, you got too many doggone credits, so I'm just gonna start from this. Uh, from Mad TV, from Samurai Jack, from Justice League, uh, more recently, Moriarty, the Sign Order, and the Devil's Game, which I heavily enjoy. So, uh, thank you for that, for giving a different take on Sherlock Holmes. Uh, that's one of my favorite uh, literary characters. Um, to your daughter's work on the bridge, which I love seeing foundations mm-hmm. like that, that actually, uh, that actually, actually help as far as uh, youth as far as getting the blurred community out there. The one question I did want to ask though, because you've had so many roles, so many things that you've touched. Was there ever one that you sat there and was like, how did I get that role? Like you did you but you went in, you did it, but you didn't weren't sure that you did it, but somehow you landed into it. You know, it's funny, Black Spartan, that's that's a, a thought that you as a professional actor almost never have. Mm. I mean, if you were driving to work every morning, that would be like thinking, "What? Why is there traffic?" Because you know, you. you I mean, I still ask that question. I was just. <laughs> yeah, but but you ain't trying to figure it out because you know it. You ain't got no control, and it just happened. And the thing is, when you as an actor, it's funny because you know people outside show business industry don't understand. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, remember I was starting out, you know, had a little ant from across the country. It's like, Phil, why don't you get one of them Eddie Murphy movies like him? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't choose that. Actors, yeah. actors don't choose. We mm-hmm. get chosen mm-hmm. and we can't control that. So, okay. you know, how you got a job, mm-hmm. you almost never know. Every once in a while, somebody might say, oh, Phil, you did that thing and it really made me, th-, you know, you know, later on, mm-hmm. you know, at a later session, a producer might mention some, something in particular that, you know, clicked for them or, you know, was different. Um, but usually they don't. Okay. 
Yeah, because I'm like, a, a guy of your caliber, that's the reason why I'm asking, just because you have, like for me, probably for a lot of us here that, that saw you as one of the original cast members on Mad TV and the range of impressions that you had. I mean, if you really think about everybody that you've done impressions on, Bobby Brown, Ray Charles, Spike Lee, Bill Mayer, Eddie Murphy, uh, Sidney Powell, Sidney Boyd, Colin Powell, I can keep going down the list. But, <laughs> you, but the, the, the fact of that range, and like you talked about, is just that, like you said, you had to have that range in order to really to really be as available to get those roles. And I'm thinking to myself, what is it that you that you really can't do at this point? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's funny you mentioned that because there was one one time where I wound up doing an impression, not because it was something that I came up to them and said, oh, I do that. Great. Um, we were going to do a When Harry Met Sally parody with a whale. Mm hmm. And they went through the cast. They're like, and they realized that both of the white dudes who did impressions were, were too busy. It's like, oh, we we have, we have time to shoot them. Hey, hey, Phil, you think could could you do Billy Crystal? And of course, in the back of my head, it's like, well, Billy did Sammy. I'm pretty sure I could do Billy. <laughs> Yo, Boy, I, I ain't gonna get canceled for my white face. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Bazooka has been fired. Bazooka right. has been fired. When, when it comes when it comes to this when it comes to this show, expect the expect the unexpected. Um, <laughs> our cousin Mix, talk to them. Talk to the to the legend for me. Oh man. Um, Yo, first and foremost, uh, it's a complete honor and privilege to meet you. I wasn't even supposed to be here tonight, um, but then I found out uh, Chris had Phil Lamar on, so I'm like, okay. Uh, tell him I said hello. So he said, uh, tell him yourself. So cool. Um, <laughs> and that's how it starts. Like, here I am. I actually have two. Uh, one's, uh, one's the question I have myself and the Second one is a request. Actually, the first one should be a request first. I just like for you to say hello to um, this young blur that you have inspired so much. This is my son back there. Hey. Hey. hey there. Hey. Don't get shy now. Don't get well, shy now. In front of the welcome to Blurred World. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a, a big fan of yours. He's been watching Static, and um, I'm getting acclimated to all the classics that you've done. So he's definitely a big oh. fan for sure. Great, great. Mm -hmm. All right. You can uh, by the way, Dono, you're doing a great <laughs> job with the 29 Days of Black Cosplay. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so my own question was, um, you've done a lot of incredible voiceover work. You've done things that are going to stand the test of time for ages and ages to come. Um, is there any sort of IP right now that hasn't been adapted to animation that you would love? to get a specific character and voice them like who who do you want to sink your teeth into um hmm. i don't know i mean that's that's not really um the way i uh look at things you know um if i'm reading a book i don't i and then i enjoy it i just enjoy the book mm -hmm. i don't think about Oh wait, who should direct the movie? And what part would I play? You know, I, I don't, I don't. That's you know, I'm just a fan. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't, He's I don't an army. About... <laughs> um, well, it's, it's, it's funny you mention that because I grew up reading a lot of Sherlock Holmes. Hmm. You know, had a complete collection, but never, even as I began life as an actor, never thought about, you know, the iconic characters that I grew up with. And, hey, Kaleidoscope, you know, and I never thought, let me play these things that I grew up with, mm-hmm. you know. Um, although it's funny because one of the most iconic characters for me growing up in animation was Bugs Bunny. And there was a period, um, back a few years ago where Warner Brothers was going out saying, Hey, we're going to hire somebody to, you know, do the Looney Tunes characters. Mm -hmm. And when I, I got the, you know, they sent us a disc of the Mel Blanc doing the voices and I said, no. I can't audition because <laughs> every time I did it, I heard a little bit of my voice in it mm-hmm. and it didn't, it wasn't Mel Blanc's voice. So I'm like, mm-hmm. that ain't Bud's Bunny. <laughs> 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 so I was too much a fan to take mm-hmm. over something, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and you know, sadly having lost Kevin Conroy, I don't know that I could, you know, I mean, Back when he was doing it, there was no way if there was ever an audition for Batman. It's like, no. For what? <laughs> right. There's nobody else who should do this. But I but now I it. now I think if I audition for a Batman part, I'm gonna have that same problem I had with Mel Blank. I'm like, mm. if I don't hear Kevin's voice coming out of my throat, it ain't right. <laughs> uh, cinematic assassin. <laughs> what you get okay. first and foremost thank you for being here this oh. is extremely surreal for me I'm sure as for the rest of uh, my colleagues here um, secondly apologies for being late everyone I have a 7 year old that needed homework help uh, I refuse to shortchange her ever um, was it that new math was it that new math not talk about that new math Schoolhouse Rock cannot help this generation right now, y'all. Schoolhouse Rock cannot Apple help them. Apple plus middle equals five, baby. No, they really can't. They really I got not. a backhand for whoever created Common Core. But listen, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm probably like maybe big, the big cinephile of, of the group. And the poster behind you immediately trashed whatever I was going to ask. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's where I was at. Pulp Fiction. Um... Based off of your 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 last answer, as far as how you view your projects, I just sort of want to ask: in the midst of a project such as Pulp Fiction, are you actively aware? Like, this this is something this is something magical. We're putting together something. This this could be iconic. This could be amazing. This could stand the test of time. Or are you not? Are you just going to work and 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 doing your best every day? Like, do you have a sense of I'm making something iconic. Um, no, no, because I, you know, something iconic has to do with success, mm-hmm. and you can't guess that. You can, you know, what the quality is, and that's what Pulp Fiction was like. I mean, mm-hmm. it was to this day, you know, 25 years later, 
one of the best sets I have been on in my entire Hollywood career. And I believe that the reason of that was because that script was so damn good that every single person on that set wanted to be there. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like, I mean, one, that's how Quentin Tarantino was able to get so many iconic mm -hmm. stars, you know, at that mm -hmm. time. And this was only his second picture. Mm -hmm. You know, Reservoir Dogs wasn't nominated for nothing. It did right. good, but right. it wasn't a blockbuster. Right. And now mm -hmm. he was able to get all of these names and, you know, you know, marquee names mm -hmm. for a budget of $8 million. Oh, mm. What? I mean, wow. at least most, most wow. of these people got paid more than that just by themselves. Right. <laughs> but my, my theory is they read that script and like, woo! <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll take the pay cut for this. This, this is great. <laughs> you know, so yeah. you know, on that in in that process, we knew we were making something fantastic. We were mm -hmm. making something great, but you never know what that's going to lead up to. Although mm -hmm. in this case, it did get to Oscar nominations, and you know, mm. and it made money. It's funny because mm -hmm. I remember joking around on the set one day. It's like. Well, guys, I mean, they got all these big stars. I guess they could try to sell this like a big summer blockbuster. Well, at least right up until, you know, the heroin overdose and the anal rape. <laughs> <laughs> then, you know, the movie came out. Yeah. Cut, cut two. It made $100 million. I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> I guess this is why I ain't never going to run a studio. <laughs> oh, man. Of course, as, as, I was gonna say, as an aspiring screenwriter, you've now given me a, a new benchmark in life. Like, write something so great, everyone wants to show up to work. Everyone's excited to be there. So, mm -hmm. that's no matter like, how no matter how bad the wigs are. I'll never, I'll tell, I'll no, never no. tell Samuel Jackson that he can't pull off a wig. I'll just, I'll never say it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Oh, my God. We're going to take a quick yeah. break. We'll be right back with Phil Lamar. Uh, you guys know how we do over there. Blurred's Eye View is a proud affiliate of Otaku Noir. Use the code Blurred's Eye View for 10% off on all items. With a different nerd theme box filled with items made by talented Blurred's across the country, you surely will not be disappointed. Go to OtakuNoir.com. Otaku Noir, the number one Blurred mystery box company. This just in. Feeling groggy in the morning? Coffee just can't give you that pep and step that you're looking for? Try Popstarts for that great get-up-and-go that adults need. Popstarts has the vitamin and nutrients that only grown-ups can partake in, and with flavors such as tossed salad and scrambled eggs. 
and Jack Daniels and Bud Light flavors to start your day or end it. There's nothing better to wake up to unless you count that depressing cubicle job. Well, anyway, try Pop Starts today. Pop Starts is not part of the Kellogg's Corporation. Pop Starts could give you diarrhea. Pop Starts are not found in your local grocery store. me of course uh we're back get out of the way it's hard to do it when everything's going and you can't see where everything's landing uh so i want to show you something and i want to get your take on it what does it mean what does it mean when you see this picture ah <laughs> Trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I, I call that picture the top of the mountain. Top of the mountain. Our Mount Rushmore. Let's go. Our yeah. Well, when you when you get to share a space and time mm -hmm. and perform with legendary, incredible performers like Cree Summer and Gary Anthony Williams. Mm -hmm. That's that's luck. That's good luck. It's, that and as, as and as Cree Summer says, three the hard way. That's a lot of trouble going on. <laughs> um, good yeah, I mean, trouble. It's good trouble, but yeah. it's trouble nonetheless. Uh <laughs> yeah, I mean Cree is so incredible. I mean, for somebody, I mean, back in the days when she was doing it, mm -hmm. almost nobody did so much great work on camera and on mic. I mean, they're two different skill sets. Yeah. Not, you know, mm -hmm. not everybody can do both. Mm -hmm. I remember, you know, when we did Justice League, they would do a lot of stunt casting and they would bring on really, you know, high status on camera actors. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you go, oh, dang. <laughs> did that dude forget his glasses? He ain't reading well. <laughs> he blew me away when I was in the movie theater. But now he, oh, they're gonna have to re-record that with somebody else later. <laughs> but Cree, as a child, yeah. was doing voice acting, mm -hmm. then became an on-camera TV star and mm -hmm. continued her voice stardom, mm -hmm. you know? So that's incredible. I find it endearing because, uh, Navy mentioned it earlier that you know himself, myself, and and Lady Mandalore, we're all entering the voice acting field, uh -huh. and and you and Cree are the staple, like you're the igniter yes. for us doing so. Foundation, yes. Mm -hmm. yes, indeed, indeed. You know, seeing you do this, these great works, and not only that, you know, I always think about Pulp Fiction when you know it's Marvin and he's in the room with Mace Windu. And this is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> this is a problem. Uh, how is it knowing, like you said, you mentioned Pulp Fiction earlier, and speaking, you know, being in a room with P 
people who are already set in stone in in massive roles, right? Mm -hmm. And you were just sitting there. What does that do for you? You're just you're you're just like, am I in the right place? Or oh, did the launch pad? Just... <laughs> no, brother. Be, being on set with Samuel L. Jackson mm -hmm. is such a pleasure. Mm -hmm. It feels like. You getting paid to take mm. a master class. Mm. <laughs> you know? I'll take it. I'll take yeah. it. Because watching him yep. watching him do I mean, you know, cause offset, you know, we just sit there talk he's talking about golfing or his daughter, he's just nice dude. Mm -hmm. Then walk on set, Quentin says action, and that nice dude I was just talking to is <laughs> <laughs> gone. Mm. And there's some Big scary motherfucker standing here in front of me now. He completely transformed. Like, like I was looking into somebody else's eyes. Mm. You know, from five feet away. It's like he's not the same person he was. Who was I talking to? Right. But that's how. That's how good he is. We wow. was talking about Dana shit a second ago, man. You kind of killed. <laughs> did it with like, no medication, y'all. No medication at all. <laughs> He's like, did I tell you to take a bite of that sandwich? <laughs> but you, you bought the sandwich. I didn't ask you all that. <laughs> well, it's it's funny because Quentin mm -hmm. and I were talking about you know the backstory that's never mentioned, but the idea was that mm -hmm. you know Sam's character, Julia found out, figured out that he knew somebody who knew one of the kids in this group mm -hmm. who had taken the thing. So so basically the idea is that him and Marvin had some sort of connection. Like maybe he, you know, dated my aunt or something. We don't know. But <laughs> but the idea was that you know that's why he was, you know, taking him with him. That's why they were right. It's like, you know, no, he's our guy. We're taking him with him. So, and then <laughs> he got killed. That was not supposed to happen. Not right. In, in, the, in the middle what of the fuck it. you do, man? <laughs> just, just, a, just a conversation. That, that was always the funny. That was always the trippy part that you didn't see it coming during the entire conversation. And he pulls Marvin into it. He pulls your like, character you're supposed to be a hitman. You should know how this works. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I mean, it, honestly, that was almost like Quentin had written a sketch parody of mm -hmm. Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, this is like them babbling about, you know, the virgin, you know. <laughs> but, like, well, what if when they're rambling about something, a gun goes off? Wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. In his second I, movie, he parodied his first one. <laughs> wow. wow. So I, I remember seeing a video of you and Gary Anthony Williams, and you were talking about the black the black version. Mm. And then I love it. It's at the grounds. And, and I love incredible. this concept. I absolutely mm -hmm. love this concept. But for people who don't know what the black version is. Now, if you're in the black community, the blurry community, you know what the black version is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but for those who, who just might not know, it's in know, it, Yes. It yeah. yeah. Let's go. Give us a movie title and we'll give you the black version. 
Speaking of yeah, yeah, yeah. this is giving Reservoir Dogs right here. Yeah. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Talk to oh, the people. Let the people know what is the Black Version. Yeah, just just for anybody who doesn't know, it's an improv comedy show that we created 13 years ago at the Groundlings Theater in L.A. It's an all-black cast of improvisers. We take a suggestion from the audience of a classic or iconic Hollywood movie, and then we improv the black version of that. Like one time they yelled out Jaws, and we improv a, improv a movie called Catfish. <laughs> you know, when when they they yelled out Silence oh. of the Lambs, we did a movie called Why You Eating People. Jeez. That's listen, fair. I, listen, I ain't, I ain't saying blurred out of you should do this. But, uh, maybe blurred out of you should do this. I'm just saying. Mm. <laughs> that would be the Are you telling us? We've been on the other side of that for, for a minute. For quite don't, a while, don't, yeah. we, things, you oh, already oh. know if we do that, it's that's probably a three-hour show. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the stove is on summer anyway. The stove is that's on for the off-season. Well, I mean, the, the, the good thing conventions that you guys can do this at. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're talking about that. Uh, Cedric Yarbrough and Gary Anthony Williams and I were talking about maybe we should take the black version to conventions because there's blurred yes. cons. Yes. You know? I need to do that. That would, you know, that would back, be Back in that the old be... days, no, no San Diego Comic Con would have taken the all black. Oh, but, yeah. but, but the thing is, you know, since. <laughs> Since we started, you know, 13 years ago, now things have gotten better. So mm-hmm. there is much more welcoming of diversity. You know, it's um, it's funny because we've progressed in a way that embodies to me the um, the the motto of the uh, Dwayne McDuffie Award. Um, yeah, I rest his soul. N- named mm-hmm. after my my old friend Dwayne McDuffie, and every year we do. I host the awards in his honor and his legacy about, you know, uh, we give an award to um, creators who, you know, you know, doing diversity in the comic book world. And we mm-hmm. give them one of these. Mm. That's awesome. Mm. And, and it's funny because on the back of them, it says what Dwayne used to say. It's like the path is from invisible to inevitable. Mm. 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 I like that, and and that's where we, that's where we're trying to go. Damn, that's simple. Wow. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get one. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> right. I just yes. got that logo. I'm gonna Created. get one. Damn it. Yes. How much but is the... it? <laughs> <laughs> How much is it? <laughs> no, nah, but just this... just write your comic or draw it. <laughs> no, nah, but to see the black version at blur at at uh black cons, that I'm sorry, yeah. you would have people bring it to blur con. Bring it to blur con. Oh my god. You would have to put that in a theater. You couldn't have that right. in a con because that yeah. would be sold out. And people would be Hey, what? No. Well, about it from this perspective, yeah. have Blurcon rent out the theater. Y'all be mm. making the bucks. Stop that. That's mm. not me trying to take away from Blurcon. That's me helping Blurcon. <laughs> well, well, that's the thing. Yeah, it could it could be a show alongside the con. The way they do um the way Rob Paulson does an Animaniacs yeah. song thing. Um, yeah. And I think um, some of the dudes, uh, Michael Rosenbaum and Tom Welling from Smallville, do some sort of thing in town Great where they do a con. Great show, mm-hmm. And um, 
Yeah, yeah. But but the 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 interesting thing about it, Laney, is in the old days, if we tried to do, you know, black version at a ner- in a nerd world, like oh okay, they'll just say it. Superman, Batman, you know. <laughs> but nowadays, there's you know, black movies yeah. that are nerdy. Yeah. <laughs> the way the he, blackening. When he mentioned the blackening, yeah, yeah. blackening is a perfect. Mm-hmm. When he mentioned Jaws. First thing I thought of was like, yeah, we don't go out that that far in the, in the water. We don't. Go <laughs> I was like, Jaws. I'm not getting in it. I can see you screaming, Jaws. Yeah, I'm not getting my hair wet. <laughs> Mama, I thought you fried that catfish. I did, baby, but it's still trying to eat people. <laughs> twist it. <laughs> we're, we're horrible. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, Get the but but you know, like eye. you know, basically anything back in the old days, anything, you know, iconic, mm-hmm. you know, was white. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. they didn't have no woman king back then. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, and um, but nowadays it's a different world, and that's a good thing. But mm-hmm. we still got to only take the white movie suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, brother, it's got brother, be. there's already a black version of New Jack City. <laughs> it's always that one moment you see three black people in a movie it's like oh two of y'all about to go <laughs> the numbers are way off right hey, you're now, being nice. this yeah. wow. let it be our film I yeah. mean, it's like deep blue sea with Samuel Jackson and LL Cool J I'm like alright somebody got one it I wasn't I wasn't expecting the Sam speech and then getting squashed by the shark but okay oh but, that was <laughs> Um, you have been involved, right? You've been involved with so many nerd centered projects Static Shot, Mm -hmm. Justice League, and Justice League Unlimited. Being on the set of Supergirl, and I'm I'm just like, he's kind of a mainstay in DC right now, (laughs) Mm -hmm. yes, but. There is one particular moment, and I'm I'm really surprised there's a lot of more people that's catching this. Mm-hmm. You you kind of you kind of help Toby Maguire off those tracks, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you didn't give up his you didn't give up the ghost you didn't give up his identity neither. Mm-hmm. How right. was that being on the and mind you, for that particular trilogy, that was the biggest one. That was the most iconic, and still the most iconic scene. The mm-hmm. show, period, or that mm-hmm. that movie, period. Being a part of that, how did that, how did that resonate with you? Well, it was a little, um, not confusing, but like hard to understand at first, mm-hmm. because you know, um, I had auditioned for a regular part on the movie. Hey, mm-hmm. busy. Um, like uh, trying to be the dude who's in the elevator next to Peter Parker and says, "Hey, nice oh, yeah. costume, guy." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I didn't get it. They gave that to uh, Hal Sparks. But yeah. then two months later, out of nowhere, we got a call saying, "Hey, would Phil be interested in doing something different in the movie?" We're like, what? What is? What is it? We can't give you the script. We can't tell you. Just to, yes or no. <laughs> because you know, even though this was before the MCU, they were still 
very, very <laughs> secretive about everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember I the blurry, the blurry, the blurry behind the scenes photos. <laughs> that was the days mm -hmm. of, of paparazzi. This is the best right. we can get. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So keep it secret. <laughs> and but for for like an old comic book blurred. A chance to be in a Spider-Man movie? Like, hell yeah! Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll do whatever. I don't know what it is, but I'll do it. Yeah! <laughs> and it turned out to be something I had never heard of before or since in my Hollywood career. Sam Raimi, the director, you know, mm -hmm. felt like this big action fight scene between Spider-Man and Doc Ock, mm -hmm. he wanted it to have heart for the movie. Mm -hmm. So he said, I can't just use a bunch of 45 extras. Hire me eight real actors and we gonna spread them out amongst the extras. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so if I wanna show the, you know, emotional, you know, feeling of this, I have somebody I can cut to, you know, or if we wanna give, throw mm -hmm. in a line. Mm -hmm. So he hired so a bunch of us to mm -hmm. just be there to act hmm. you know, mm. in the background of this action scene. And I'm like, oh, That's sure, nice. yeah, I'll do that. Let's go. Please, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I, but I was confused, like, wow, I've never heard anybody doing that. Hiring extra actors, actor extras. <laughs> and also, I never seen like a bunch of people, you know, getting paid barely anything carrying a dude worth 20 million dollars <laughs> you know i was like oh damn i figured they would bring like six stunt men in there to actually carry toby <laughs> you're, like, you're, you're passing him you're just like so passing just, along. i feel right <laughs> they're crying as they're passing along this is 20 million <laughs> <laughs> imagine, getting, imagine getting 20 million dollars and you just getting carried out right <laughs> Although I did get to talk to Toby on set and I was like, oh, and he told me something that has made me um, honor superhero stars a little more. He's like, oh man, this suit. Yeah, I, they, when I get here in the morning, they basically glue me into it. <laughs> and I was like, oh damn. <laughs> Bro Kate go to the bathroom till lunch break. <laughs> what in the world? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, Start at 4 maybe 3, you're done. Maybe 3, you're Man. done. Yeah. Considering the fact that we see Tiana Paris ex exude black girl magic when she puts on her, mm -hmm. she does her photon mm -hmm. costume, and yeah. and she's doing her dance and everything, and then you find out she was sold into it. And I'm like... Right. Pass. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, right? good. Um, There's not a flap anywhere. You can't. Okay. Yeah. Like, you, yeah. Like when you're watching a hero, you know, 50 feet high on screen, you don't think about how difficult that job could be. Mm. I mean, Michael there's, Keaton there's did a level take, of it. Michael Keaton did take a pair of Jordans and get them like black Jordans. So he's like, I'm not walking around in Batman boots. All day. <laughs> all day. You can only imagine the prop guy. You want me to do what with these Jordans? <laughs> Right. So I think, you know, like I said, you're being a staple in, in just in that community and it just leads you knowing that you're 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 blurred, obviously. And you're just like, would never have you have ever... in a million years. Right. Never. Would you right. Yeah. Like, would you have ever thought like, man, yeah, you know, you sit back and say, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm John Stewart. 
I'm static. Shut your mouth. I say Spider-Man. Uh, <laughs> please. I'm, I'm a Martian Manhunter. You can leave me alone and not say anything else. Well, honestly, maybe maybe it's because I'm a you know comic book nerd, but I don't consider the characters my ownership. Mm-hmm. You know, the same way. Here's the secret. It's yours. It's yours. <laughs> but, you know, especially when you're the first one to do it. But, but you know, growing up reading comics, you know, it's not always the same writer or the mm-hmm. same artist, but it is the same hero. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. You know, but you, but you do have a but you do have a a voice that is you know some things are just some things are laden with the character like your voice I can only imagine because from Samurai Jack because I can only imagine for the for, for folks that aren't blurs but watch the show probably hear you talking and go this this look at you but they reckon they, they hear the voice they look at you just like no. <laughs> <laughs> And then they, they don't, and and probably you got approached like I'm sorry I don't mean to bother you but do do you are you the Samurai Jack guy are you the are you you know so and so I can only imagine folks come up to you and being like I didn't picture and it's it's and it's mm-hmm. I can only imagine it's so weird if they go I didn't picture that voice coming out of you mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. be, you know, not 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 be offensive but it's like and it's almost as if they can't imagine that. Someone of your talent and your immense uh, and your immense longevity, if you will, and if they never can put two and two together. Is, is it always surprising to see that happen, or is it just like you're kind of used to it now? Well, I mean, it's wild that mm-hmm. nowadays more people know mm-hmm. what the person who does the voice of a cartoon character looks like. Because mm-hmm. back in the old days, you know, when I was a little kid growing up, there was like seven dudes and one woman who did every character mm-hmm. you know we ever heard and we didn't know what any of them looked like mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. except for except for mel blank because mm-hmm. he had done on camera work too mm-hmm. but all the rest of them didn't hmm. and, it was years know, later i saw what june foray looked like i was like really yeah. <laughs> that's right? june okay yeah. okay okay yeah. wow wow exactly so, I, I, I wanted to ask you this because when Samurai Jack first came on the scene, this was a cartoon, this was a feature that a lot of us looked forward to because it was unique, it was different, it was special. And I know that you make appearances at conventions and people come up to you and say they love your portrayal of Samurai Jack and also of Jon Stewart. Does it ever, does it did it ever really hit you the impact that you have had on these people with portraying these characters, just regular folks who just live in day in day out lives, you know, don't have the opportunity to do and see some of the things, but to come back and look on Cartoon Network and see the next episode of Samurai Jack. And for those 30 minutes, life doesn't matter. Hmm. Well, you know, when people do you know, express that, for me, it is less about ego you know, it's like, mm-hmm. yes, yes, look what I did. Look how good I am. Look at it. No, mm-hmm. it's more about, you know, good fortune mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. be able just to guest on two episodes of a show that good mm-hmm. is a is a blessing in your career. Mm-hmm. But to be able to be a good part of it. I mean, I didn't write it. I didn't draw it. I mean, to, 
for me, as a voice actor, I am at most a third of the cartoon characters. Mm -hmm. You know? Because it's not just the voice, it is how they animate it and the story that is being told. Yes. Especially for something like Samurai Jack or Static Shock or Justice League. You know, the fact that those things hold up 20 years later, you mm -hmm. know, like you will, you said you, you could play that for your kid yeah. mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it will impact that's this generation just as well as it impacted the previous generations because mm -hmm. it is that good. So when somebody talks about how great it, you know, made them feel or how it impacted them, that makes me feel lucky, you mm -hmm. know, because as a performer, you know, like I was saying, you know when something's good, you don't know how successful something's going to be. You don't know if it's going to be iconic. Right. And mm -hmm. getting to be a part of several things that are at that high a level of quality, that is such a blessing. Mm. Yes. Mm. I agree. We are um, definitely not worthy. <laughs> we are definitely not worthy. I would agree with that sentiment. Yo. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> We're bowing, we just can't see the rest of it. Like, hey. I'm, I'm yeah. just the captain of the ship. The stuff I have. Um <laughs> I'm going back to the galley. I don't know about y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's food back there. Nick's Nick's made sure to leave some of the ribs for the rest of us. Um <laughs> I, 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 I got a special steak just for Phil back here. Y'all can't touch this steak. <laughs> All the marbling and the herb. I basted it like, like a whole 15 minutes just for Phil. Phil, don't uh, blink because it'll be gone. Just don't blink, mm -hmm. brother. That's all right. So, shout out to Otaku Noir, who we're a proud affiliate of. Uh, he says, uh, being in countless shows and voicing so many different characters, what character would you like to voice if given the chance? Mm. Oh, well, that go that goes back to that question um, you asked before. Um, <clears throat> well, anything that's already out there, I don't look at, you know, some friend of mine's job and say, "Ooh, I'd like to take that from her." <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm trying to think. Um, for me, it's just about when the the audition comes out, when the offer comes through. It's like, mm. oh, what's this? Then you read about the, the premise of the show, mm -hmm. and that's when you decide, ooh, this would be great to be a part of. Hmm. I mean, for instance, um, you know, I got the Moriarty, Moriarty. thing back there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I once I had the chance to audition to play Sherlock Holmes, even though that character had been iconic to me, that's when I thought, ooh, I'd love to have a chance to do that. Hmm. But just random hmm. things don't occur to me. You know, nice. Um, Why do I need to see that as a live action now? <laughs> oh, here we yeah. go. Oh. No, seriously, I've seen well, several because I love Sherlock Holmes. I've seen several versions. I've read all the books. It's kind of oh, crazy, it's so. oh, well, we are, if, if we gonna do a Sherlock Holmes with a black face, we gonna have to wait till after election day. He's got a point. He's like who won. Yeah, oh, I'd like to see like a Sherlock Holmes in the park. The right one yeah. won. Green like the project. Okay, we ain't gonna worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Newman says, as a person of Jamaican descent and working as a bureaucrat, Hermes made him feel seen. 
that mm. stuff mm-hmm. I like to hear. Oh, that's yes. the <laughs> mm. I like yeah, Hermes to hear was a G, that. though. Hermes was a G. I like yeah. <laughs> no, no, but see, no, that, I'm glad he said that because, you know, there's a lot of those 80s, 90s cartoons who, you know, the, the producers are getting called out for lack of diversity. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, those you know creators on the same level now understand the value of that. Mm-hmm. You know, although yeah, some people, yeah. you know, put a value to it even before you know diversity and representation were buzzwords. Like mm-hmm. back when we did Justice League, mm-hmm. you know, the producers, creators behind Justice League, decided to make this animated Justice League more diverse than the comic book Justice League, but not for, you know, avoiding cancellation or for political reasons, but for excellence. To have seven mm-hmm. characters that, you know, are coming from more, you know, different perspectives and backgrounds, you know, mm-hmm. and not just have one woman, but two, that will be more interesting storytelling. That's why they made, you know, that African-American, the Green Lantern, not just a little black up, backup Green Lantern like he had been (laughs) since the 70s. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I remember Justice League coming out and the person is John Stewart. And I'm like, oh, oh, I'm going to like this. (laughs) And then when I seen Dwayne McDuffie was involved, I'm like, oh, I'm Mm -hmm. really going to like this. You know, and I was wasn't disappointed at all. It is one of those shows where you wish it could have kept going. It's still relevant yes. today. Yes. Justice League, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, and Static Shot are very. They they are telling stories that are still very relevant today. Mm-hmm. And that, and the, and doing that on kids' cartoons back then was yeah. rare. Right. You know that that part. Very that true. Part. Mm-hmm. Very true. Yeah, because in the old days, most people didn't consider cartoons art. Mm-hmm. They were just, you know, programming for merchandising. We just trying to sell the damn toys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I can't we, we've I, we've seen that trend where a, a cartoon will come out, it's great, but because you couldn't get the toy licensing, it ended mm-hmm. up being canceled. And I said that's that's a shame because you're taking away potentially good cartoons just for the sake of the dollar. You're putting, pardon my French. Absolute garbage out there because you can sell it as a game or as a toy or whatever. That was English. Chris, did I tell you? Oh, that's funny that you said that because there's a story about that regarding Static Shock. Did I tell you that already, Chris? Uh-uh. No. Oh, we get an exclusive story. Let's go. We get an exclusive Yo, story. Before you tell that story, people out there in IG, Twitch, YouTube, wherever you're watching the show, understand that we somehow always get these great stories. Mm-hmm. Tune in. <laughs> <laughs> Feel the floor is yours. <laughs> okay. Well, and and this is again another sign of the progress we've made. But back in the late '90s, when they were you know pitching the Static Shock show based on the Milestone comic, not mm-hmm. the D, not a DC comic. Mm-hmm. You know, well, if it's a cartoon, we got to get a toy. So they went to the toy company and brought the character designs and the premise and everything and the toy company said mm, yeah 
we don't really see a market for a character like that. Oh. Mm. <laughs> that is the most consistent. There's something I would say right about now, but I can't say it because we got company. Right. right. But, that is but but we all know exactly what they meant. Yeah. 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 And we, that was part of the reason. I ain't words of you. I say it. I ain't thought of words of you. I say it. Yeah. <laughs> look, look, you know, look, Mitch, but, you know I don't care. Uh, <laughs> but that decision to not have merch <laughs> was one of the reasons that after four seasons of being the top-rated show in on that you know um, on its Saturday you know morning network you know thing, Static Shock got canceled because it wasn't making them no extra money. Hmm. Now, and so so we were the top-rated show and had won a Humanitas Award for right. that mm. ep- for that episode about the kid in the high school with the gun. Yes, yeah. mm. I remember that. You know, this was that. high high quality stuff. But like I said back then, they didn't care about quality in mm-hmm. cartoons. Yeah, it was boy. just about Toys R Us. Yeah, Chad mm-hmm. didn't care. You know. Right, Ridge and Thorn didn't care. Yeah, seeing episodes like like, like (laughs) (laughs) seeing seeing episodes like that and the one with Richie's dad, you find out Richie's dad's racist. Right, baby. Literally, I'm in the bed watching, and I'm like, "Yo, we here? Okay." Mm -hmm. Um. Oh wow! And and and, and I'm the the fact that somebody made that that episode before the term woke even existed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. X. And it and it's oh, just wow. the way they resolve things and bringing in a Nazi and I'm like people don't know about these characters and I'm here for it and just seeing mm-hmm. all this in it's not inclusion it's representation Pretty seeing much. this representation mm-hmm. and seeing this character really deal with issues mm-hmm. whether it's school whether it's home whether it's the bully like seeing seeing a character and having a positive influence with his father and the normal back and forth with his sister. You can tell it's the back and forth, but she still they still love each other, of course. Mm-hmm. And just seeing that energy, and you're just like, I'm glad we have this. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what made the show so great, was the way they told those stories. Because the, the show was about a black superhero, but it wasn't about the fact that he was black. Every episode wasn't black, 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 black. But it was about this person's life in a Mm -hmm. real way, Mm -hmm. you know? So he dealt with his racist, you know, I mean, his friend's racist father, Mm because that might be something that would happen to somebody like that. And the the Static Goes to Africa episode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? I mean, because back then, that that kind of story was, would have been considered a reference to the Shaft movie or the Richard Pryor bit. (laughs) Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, you know, yeah. so those were real black things, mm-hmm. and you know, you feel like you know, in a, a, a lot of you know networks back then would go, but with Static Shock, they got that done. Yeah, mm. I, I and I and you know, at the even at that age when I was watching it, you know, I said, "Oh, we here now," and at the same time, you know when you hear people say oh they shouldn't do that i'm like we just watched spider-man and mary jane threw herself out the window just to see if it was actually peter Uh you know 
Hmm. I'm like, <laughs> you want to talk about toxic right now? So <laughs> one's trying to solve an issue, another one is becoming one. So, hmm. <laughs> so when you see, seeing those, do you love me? People, what did they? <laughs> what does that even mean? You know. So when I see when I was seeing stuff like that, and even in the comics, and seeing that they're they have this family dynamic around Virgil, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm saying we need to see more, and we're seeing that more, especially with a lot of black indie artists, and we shout them out every every show, and seeing that this isn't that oh he's growing up in a tough neighborhood no his father's a working man his sister mm-hmm. goes to school he's smart mm-hmm. you know so this is why when i see shows like craig of the creek yeah and <laughs> i sit back and i'm just like this is just fun because that was my childhood mm-hmm. not that extreme but that was my childhood <laughs> you know close right. enough you know close go, enough. going out yeah. hey mom we're going out to play we'll be back later in the day you know yeah we fell in in the mud and everything else and there was always that creepy kid, you know. It yeah. was just mm-hmm. it was always some level of stuff. So when I see <laughs> stuff like that, and I'm like, this is yeah. just our, our life was Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Okay, there weren't any adults <laughs> around. From yeah. the time we left until the time we had to beat that street light. Okay, <laughs> you know, you know. Okay, <laughs> I'm glad Lord Striker says it because I this was on my mind too. He said even Static meeting uh, his future self in the Batman Beyond episode. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was wild. Yeah, that's that still was wild. just good writing. Well, yeah. had I not been in a, a recording booth with Billy West before that, I don't know if I could have done that episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna play three characters talking to themselves. <laughs> the nice. level of talent, but see, it just it just speaks it speaks to your talent. It speaks to your mm-hmm. your level of talent. Thank um. You. You are obviously all over the con circuit. Yes. Mm-hmm. With a well, lot of security. A lot of security. <laughs> a lot of security. <laughs> a lot of security. Uh, except for that day when you and me first met. And I was just like, wait, he's by himself? It's like two people in front of me? I'm getting this out of the way now. <laughs> Take those moments when you can get them. Oh, I'm getting this out of the way now. Um, that walking, just being in the con space. And people of different generations recognizing you either from Mad TV or racking, recognizing you from any of the voice jobs you've done. Right. And you speak with the passion because these characters, you know, they're you, you know, and we recognize these characters as you. We're just like, we wouldn't be, we, we, we read Static when it first came out and we, and we supported the books and we supported the cartoons. So we were just like, wow, they really did this this time. Mm-hmm. And when we and you're in the concert and you see fans of different ages and they how does that make you feel when you recognize that? Um it's well, I mean, being at the con is always so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um because when you do this you you know work on camera on mic, there ain't no audience. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, and I, I, I started out, you know, in high school doing theater, and then you feel the energy of the people you're performing for, mm-hmm. and that's what I love most about cons is it allows me to feel the energy of the people I have performed for. You know, after the fact, it's basically like getting applause one person at a time. Mm-hmm. You know, just in dialogue, right. and that mm-hmm. is a wonderful thing. Um, yeah, it's it's. Uh, 
a lot of fun, especially because, you know, I'm a nerd. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. you know, I always bring my sketchbook and, you know, sometimes, <laughs> usually, usually if, there, if there ain't no line at my table, that's when I'm going to jump out and head to Artist Alley <laughs> and try to get some Batman drawings from, mm -hmm. you know, amazing, you know, creators. Oh, my goodness. That, yeah. that actually just spoke to my spirit animal because I go to San Diego every year and I have friends that I've been blessed to meet over the years in Artist Alley. So I'll, I got my sketchbook and I look mm -hmm. left to the right. Excuse me. Hi, how are you? Oh, my gosh. I think your stuff is amazing. Can you get... I love it. I love it. Mm -hmm. I although some, although that. sometimes I get too nerded out. <laughs> Is there such thing? Well, you know, to, to ask for something, you got to have a certain level of comfort. Mm -hmm. But when you're when in your head, you're just going. So the fact that you are us. At your yeah. level, it's just great. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what I'm hearing yeah. from the crew is, if we can get Amon Valani on, we might be nailing everything. <laughs> <laughs> but like oh, when I met, goodness. you know, Neil Adams. Oh yeah, yeah, mm. I met actually. Yes. Who, who was to me because Batman was my you know biggest DC character, and mm -hmm. to me, you know, Neil's artwork and Kevin's voice. Are what made helped make the character not just campy anymore, yeah. but yeah. the real Batman from 1939, that cool, mm -hmm. you know, Pretty. powerful yeah. human yeah. hero. Yeah. Um, so when I met Neil, I was so excited, although I did try to make a connection. I went up to him and <laughs> said, Mr. Adams, um, my name is Phil Lamar. I, I, I really wanted to come and say hi to you because I wanted to say thank you because you created a character that wound up leading to me getting a job. So thank you. And then he told me stories about all of the hurdles they had to go through to get a black character into comic books back then. They, they fought him over the name uh-huh like john stewart what shouldn't you give him a more something like leroy washington <laughs> oh boy and they fought with him over the color of the skin oh, you know, we we think you put the wrong color in here we we usually make these characters sort of an off gray it's like no he's brown yeah deal with it you hear yeah. those stories. you know yeah. I, I heard a lot of those stories not just from you out Heard it from Don McGregor when when he was doing Black Panther, right. you know, mm -hmm. and, and we hear those stories. Like he fought for the the issues where he fought the KKK. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, you can't do that. And he was just like, watch me, you know, <laughs> you know. And the artist that he had that he that he was working with. So yeah, I've heard a lot of those stories. There is they're not well told stories, which is why yeah. Read banned books, find the history yourself because mm -hmm. a lot of times they won't tell it to you. So yeah. it's 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 something amazing. Yeah, so, no, those, yeah. those stories don't get told often because back in those old days, you know, since those you know people pushing against this creativity weren't using the N word, mm -hmm. you know, that wasn't considered racism back then. Mm -hmm. right. mm -hmm. It's like, well, if he's not or now, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, well, n- now now that we have the term microaggression, we, uh, <laughs> we have a, we have a broader scale. Right. <laughs> and the fact that they were doing this to white people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. They, they feel by- why does it have to be I mean even now we see it now. They they they're they're raving over Deadpool, but I'm like, well, She-Hulk did the same thing. What's the problem? Exactly. <laughs> what are you talking about? What What are exactly. you talking about? She, she, he, he's been doing it for so long, uh huh. And she did it first. Yeah. <laughs> What's the issue? You know. What's the problem? Uh, BZ has a question. He says, uh, "Does Phil have any future's intention of producing his own content?" Oh. Oh, thank you, BZ. I'm glad you uh, you brought that up. <laughs> you hear that gasp? <laughs> Inhale. Like, oh, glad you brought that up. Oh, yeah. Here at Blurred's Eye View, anything can happen, and it's always the good stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, because I mean, because you know, several times you know along this talk, I've said, no, no, I'm not the one responsible. I didn't. Just, I'm just a third <laughs> of the character. I'll be able to. <laughs> but the truth of it is. There is an animated show that I am trying to develop as hmm. a writer, producer, and actor. It's okay. Say that. Um, hmm. Yes, there there's a um, a web comic called Goblins: Life Through Their Eyes, which is set in the D and D world, but telling the story from the perspective of low level monsters. Oh my gosh, I love this. You know what? It's funny you say that because we are also the news core team for Blurred Station, which is an up and coming uh, streaming service. Mm -hmm. And we have a lot of uh, uh, POC related content and something like that. I'm I'm going to get you in touch with Kevin. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna get you in touch with Kevin. We're gonna talk. We might have We're a home. Gonna... We might have a home if if you oh, feel comfortable. Yeah. I would love. <laughs> I would love to so, be in a social producer on a show like that. But you know, I'm just I'm a blur station too. So I mean, you know, if, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, you know, hey, good to I mean, Yeah, because we're all in yeah. certain. So here's the thing. Did uh, you get the new? We're the news core team. Myself and Kira run the voice. Uh, directing department and oh, wow. so we're just building this thing and we're getting people in and saying hey if you're a person of color and you have a dope comic manga animation we want you we don't we don't need to be <laughs> we don't need to be we're not gonna have that discussion again that's what and, and the beautiful the beautiful the beautiful thing about it is the content that that is yours stays yours they just want to distribute it. They want. They want right. the people to see it. Right. Right. So we, they, need, so. we need more of us out in that space. Yes. And not mm-hmm. and not fighting for a sliver of something that we should have a much wider, I guess, swath of. It, it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's an, It's it, enough. We should have our own damn bakery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that. Part. I mean, we can cook. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with a franchise. Ain't nothing wrong with a franchise right. at all. I, I have a question though. Did you were you inspired to do the low level characters because of Brown Tooth on uh Critical Role? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's funny. Um because actually the the webcomic had already existed for several years before mm-hmm. um um critical role. Mm. And and it was just ironic 
that when I got to finally do a performance, because I'd known the Critical Role guys, you know, from doing all our work on Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes and stuff, you know, mm -hmm. we had done a lot of work together, um, but I wasn't I'm part kidding. of their, I wasn't part of their D&D group. Mm -hmm. But So I, fi when I finally got to do one of their, you know, performances, and it turned out to be a Goblins one, that was ironic, because, you know, we were right around the corner, and actually, um, Matthew Mercer is um, at attached as one of the the voices in, in you know oh, in our oh, in our oh, goblins oh. project <laughs> along with a lot of amazing people you know maurice lamarche billy west um mm. deborah wilson Ooh. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> i heard so, so, from the mandalore no, lady so, so here's the thing <laughs> oh. We yeah. had Carl Jones. We had Carl Jones on last year. Oh he's, yeah, he's good. He's good friends with us, and he was telling the stories, and the stories he told us about Deborah Wilson and mm -hmm. the boy. Mm -hmm. And I'm we're cracking up, but at the same time we're just like, that fits. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that fits. We've seen her, and we were just like, that 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 works. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, anybody who can do Oprah and Whitney Houston and whoever you know, tons of others can do cartoon characters and video game characters too. Yeah. That part. Oh. She, she can, oh. she can, oh. What's Trade your I'm All in the right, process right. of coordinating a VO conference retreat in Vegas for people of color. This is my open invitation to ask you to be our keynote speaker. We're in uh, in the infalte, infalte, in the time. The baby, the baby stages. They just the baby stages. Face the lexicon properly, please. Infantile. There it is. Okay. So. Eagle, eagle, mm -hmm. got it. Mm -hmm. Not Why do I feel like I'm standing up in front of the Easter Sunday service right now? He's like, oh, you <laughs> can do it, baby. You can do it, baby. The Just word love. is Christian. Chrysanthemum? No, the word is Christian. <laughs> See, reading words off a page is not as easy as it looks, y'all. <laughs> so. Good luck on your voice acting. Yeah, yeah. yeah Trey, re reach out to my, my webpage, uh, philomar.com, and I uh, can get in touch about uh, with my representatives about um, getting that work, making that come together. Look at that. Look mm -hmm. at that. Look at that. Blurs yeah, look at what shooting your shot together. does for you. Right? I, gotta ask, I, may I, I have to ask this question because I know that, I've talked to Chris, and I've talked to Lady Mandalore about this, and I want to ask this of you. When did you first realize that you were a comic nerd? Um, like literally, when yes. in my life? Yes. Um, probably the summer. The summer I was probably what ten. That I was. I spent a summer um, visiting my cousins in Kansas City, and they all looked at me funny. <laughs> <laughs> Say that's the that's the napkin. Why you all sit in the corner reading, <laughs> dude? We outside playing. <laughs> but my aunt, you know, supported me. She's like, no, no, Phil. I put a chair mm -hmm. over in the corner for you, and mm -hmm. I gave you some markers if you wanted to do some drawings. Mm. <laughs> See, his his has just mirrored my life. He literally, <laughs> I was nine when I discovered it. So yeah, I, I completely understand that. But. And aunties for the win, yeah. everywhere. Right. Yeah. Right. Like there's, I I can attribute mine to three women in my life, 
my mother, my grandmother, and my great grandmother. Same. Aww. And they and they when I say watching Zorro, Smokey and the Bandit, introducing <laughs> mm-hmm. me to Star Wars, yeah. Superman. Mm-hmm. And then by the time I was eleven, being introduced to Black Panther, like they were just like mm-hmm. moral. This moral code is in his blood at this point. <laughs> Y'all know my Black Panther story, so we ain't <laughs> rehash that. It was like we're like we'll we'll let him live. He this one's okay. He'll be fine. <laughs> but well, I, I I appreciate seeing stuff like that. So that's it's, that's really great. Well, I I, I got to ask this question just because. Uh, from a from a video game standpoint, you voiced. We're not even gonna go down the list. Let's just say it's a lot. But <laughs> the one that's always stuck out to me, which uh, we were in Metal Gear, you actually played the character of Vamp. Right. Um, number one, uh, I loved how you played him. Um, you maybe you made me want to hate him. <laughs> you kind of made me want to hate the character, um, which is great, but. Um, how did you actually, because of because of a franchise like that, how did you come into that role as far as as far as being Vamp and just uh, coming up with that idea with just the the voice, the the mannerisms? Because I, I was just curious, because I was like, Bill did this, and I'm like, that's impressive as hell. So I'm just asking you, just what was your perspective on that? Well, actually, that was part fandom and part Mm -hmm. lucky Um, Mm -hmm. because I played Metal Gear 1 and Mm -hmm. loved it. Mm -hmm. You know, to me, back then, it was the most cinematic video Mm -hmm. game. And, you know, with that whole stealth thing, it was one of the few video games you couldn't win just by hitting your button, hitting your button, hitting your button, hitting your button. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you actually had to think. Right. And, Mm -hmm. you know, act out the story. So Mm -hmm. I was blown away by how great the game was. And Mm -hmm. then I heard or maybe I, was, I think I was at um, a recording studio and I saw a casting woman who I'd worked with on a bunch of you know Cartoon Network shows and mm-hmm. I said hey Chris what you up to what you doing it's like oh I'm uh, casting um, the new Metal Gear 2 and I was like oh, you're doing another Metal Gear <laughs> I love that game could I come in and audition for something please please I it was one of the only times in my career I begged for an audition <laughs> okay and thankfully, she allowed me. Although originally I came in to just, you know, audition for some little minor character, like mm-hmm. I think it was DARPA chief or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, DARPA. Oh, DARPA chief. Yeah, okay. DARPA. yeah. And I was just going through the audition, and then halfway through, she goes, um, "Phil, um, actually, since you're here, there's this other character we uh, need cast, but we've been having some trouble mm-hmm. trying to find somebody." who can get this role down. Hmm. And and then she describes Vamp to me. Mm-hmm. He's a character called Vamp, but he's may or may not actually be a vampire. Um, and he's, you know, some sort of, they think he was to be, you know, Eastern European, but not any specific, you know, country accent. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I think she even said something about his, you know, gender, not gender, but sexual orientation or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But basically there's a lot of things about hmm. Look, the char- it was more about what the character isn't than what mm-hmm. he is. And I was like, huh, all right. But what I decided to do was, well, let's say he is a vampire. Because mm-hmm. if you a vampire, you don't have to breathe. What would your voice sound like with no oxygen coming in and out of you? 
Oh, okay. Mm. And so I decided to do five today, or rather six. Mm-hmm. And then I saw her, you know, through the glass. I saw her go. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ooh, I think I did it right. Like I'm on a second. I creeped her. I creeped the casting woman out. <laughs> but, that, but that that right there is why I want to know because I mean between that and Vampire Masquerade Bloodlines, uh, it's mm. like you your approach to almost the same in video game acting and same in video game voice acting as it is in animation. It's just that it seems you have a different approach to each character how you do it, and that's I was like I just love to hear the thought process behind it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's harder with the video games. Because mm-hmm. they they you know they tend because it's all digital mm-hmm. they don't have cells you know and character designs and stuff to show you it's mm-hmm. like no no that's all back at the office on the computers and they don't give you the whole you know like when you do a cartoon it's a half hour cartoon they give you the script and you read it the night before mm-hmm. but a video game is five hours of you know cutscenes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody handing you that script. <laughs> you know, they just give you, you know, seven pages with all your lines and then all your death screams. Mm-hmm. You know, so you, wow. it's a little harder to embody it, to make it real, to figure out what the character is, what they're feeling, you know, but you've got, that's what you got to do. Right. Oh, yeah. You, you, you definitely nailed it. That's why I was like, it's, it, the first time I played, I was like, first time I played, I was like, okay, loved it. Kind of went back a few years later, and this is after I've seen your voice actor roles, and I get back to vamping, and I'm like, and I had that moment, like I talked about, where I recognize the voice, and I'm like, go back, look at the credits, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and I, it thought it was just me, because I'm yeah. like, I know that voice. Like, I know that voice. Now I got to know. And my wife like, why are you reading the credits? Ah! Stop. <laughs> but it's also, like I said, not not to go into the, like I said, you have a long history of video game credits that, I, you know, I'll be here all night talking about them. But that one and Volgrim from Darksiders, those were my two favorite voices that you did in video games. And I'm, Volgrim, I don't know how you came up with that. <laughs> that was, hold up. The, the voice you pulled for Volgrim, it's like, it's almost like you, and again, it's like taking a mix between um, the snake from Jungle Book and putting Iago from Aladdin together and just <laughs> making it seamless. And I'm like, Jesus. that's impressive as hell. Well, you know, it's funny you say that, Blake Spartan, because sometimes, you know, in my head, mm-hmm. you'll I'll either draw a voice from a person mm-hmm. in my life, you know, who mm-hmm. I feel is similar to this character, like, you know, like um, in uh, Futurama, there's a character Robot Preacher mm-hmm. that is, you know, completely taken from mm-hmm. an actual, you know, preacher friend of my, my, my minister, another aunt of mine who's a minister. She's mm-hmm. hanging out with this, you know, preacher, uh, like who was basically like a cartoon version of a preacher. He'd be round, he was like one circle for his body, one circle for his head. <laughs> and, and really, Reverend JC, really, <laughs> you trying to get you trying to get higher. Uh, <laughs> Yo, but I felt if they're gonna be a preacher, it should sound like a real preacher. 
That's but Southern for, Baptist, right? But, <laughs> but sometimes you reach into the energy of another performer, you know. Mm -hmm. Like um, I've told this story many times. Go going into audition for John Stewart in Justice League, mm -hmm. the person who auditioned right in front of me mm -hmm. was Dennis Haysbert. Oh, wow. And I was like, wow, holy minute. shit. Wow. <laughs> he looked like the, the human version of the cartoon character. Yeah. Yeah. The president was in front of him, ladies and gentlemen. Dennis is huge. Yeah. You know, I mean, if, if Dennis was wearing green, he would have looked like the live action version. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, but Dennis also has a really deep, powerful voice. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, well, he looked like the character. The character should sound like him. <laughs> so I went in and did my version of a Dennis Haysbert voice. And for Vulgram, there was something about the character looking at it. I thought, you know what? I'm lucky I got this. Because this seems like a role that Mark Hamill would kill. <laughs> so I'm like, ooh, maybe the maybe. He should would sound a little bit like Mark's Joker voice. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. yeah, so I began to do I began to do something yeah. in that realm. Yeah, and, and they and they agreed. They said, "Okay, we like that for Vulgar." Like, wow, oh, I'm still tripping over the good, fact. Good that. thing Mark Hamill isn't behind me. Right. <laughs> I'm still showing off that you had the president. You had the president in front of you. Yeah, the president in yeah. front. Yep. Mm -hmm. I, like I said, he had the president. When you said Dennis Hayesburg. I'm like, yo, that wait, what? <laughs> so, oh, uh, before we get out of here, we're gonna no. do our sign off. I know it's it's hard. Robert <laughs> Newgate. The ship man, only on. carries so much fuel. I can't do anything. I Fine, jettison me. I don't care. I've got memories. Just jettison me if you need to. I got. I have so many other questions. <laughs> I, That's well, part of all the questions. Go ahead, ask ask another questions, Nate. Oh, what's that? Sorry. Okay, okay, okay. I, I was I was joking, but you know, if I if I if I think of one, it's typical Nick. Okay, okay. Let me cook. Let me cook. Let me cook. All right, <laughs> bruh. Okay, if 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 I may for a moment, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. if if I can speak to Mr. Stewart for a second, um, as we all know, me, I'm a big hater of uh Guy Gardner. And you know, <laughs> well, 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 next, who is not? <laughs> probably I'm a, I'm the only a, person a, who doesn't hate Gar high guy Gardner is probably his hairdresser. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big hater of, of Guy Gardner. So I just want to know for you, oh, who is your most favorite to least favorite lantern to work with? Mm. Well, there are so many great lanterns. We are all. Part of the core, and well, you know, my comic book version had a relationship with a female lantern. Mm -hmm. Ooh, yes, hello. Not, not me. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm having a baby with a Thanagarian. <laughs> no, I, I would definitely say my favorite lantern to be with. Is my friend Kilowog. That's my boy. Love yeah. Kilowog. And I and I'm sure John hate, likes him because of uh Kilowog's voice. Yeah. 
He's like, oh, you got that one, but at least I still got it. Yeah. <laughs> I got Stewart. Come on, you poser. <laughs> I win, but you lose, poser. No, uh, we are the biggest, brightest, deepest lanterns. Me and Kilowog. <laughs> oh, Phil. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and sign off. Uh, stay tuned. Money ain't, so pay attention. Yeah, <laughs> Last couple seasons on the show have been very busy, and just to make navigating that easier for you all, I've taken it upon myself to go ahead and clean up the channel a little bit. However, if you are here for just a specific type of content, or you're new here and want to see what we're about, highly recommend our playlist section for you. If you want to see us react or review movies, trailers, video games, and whatnot, that's up there. I get it, not everybody can sit through a two-hour podcast. So if you just want to see what the best or funniest bits were from each episode, that's going to be our highlight section. If you want to see some of the cool guests we've had on for interviews, up here. If you want to see some of the cool guests we've got to interview IRL, over here. Also, yes, please do all three of those. Now, if you'll excuse me, still looking for answers on that. Wrap-up protocol initiated, Captain. First off, let me thank Phil Lamar for coming in and gracing us with his presence. Thank y'all so much for having me. This has been an amazing, amazing interview. Uh, Crowd? All right. I'm still not paying you, though. Maybe in cheesy. You are so Uh, cheap. Oh, my gosh. You are so cheap. You, you know how your mom used to get that variety pack of chips from Frito Lay. Uh, that part. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, I guess it's, it's no you need to say Frito Lay. Yeah. <laughs> That's on the good day. That was after. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. I had the Uts. <laughs> Not the Uts. It's about to hey, go hey, sideways. Hey, on Uts yeah. now. Uts. Hey, hey, not gonna lie, Uts is good. Um, hard, yeah, don't sleep on them. They're, they're hard. They'll stab you as you fall asleep. <laughs> but it's, it's no question that people just know where to find you, Phil. Like, you are everywhere. You have spanned across generations. Uh, you are official here at the Pirate Crew. Uh, <laughs> so you're welcome back anytime. Uh, I will get you in touch with Kevin. So thank you. <laughs> Once no, again. Th- thank you, guys. And for Anybody who's you know watching this, or for any of y'all who you know are spread out around the country, um, if y'all go to um, philomar.com, mm-hmm. it'll show, it lists where the the conventions um, that I'm traveling around to. So you know, if it's somewhere near you, we can maybe see each other in person. Nice. Yeah. Not just Ooh. on screen. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> We've they, called they each other. Two, two of us has done it before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll they, they do it again. <laughs> is, it, is it philamar.com? Yes. That's philamar. Two L's in the middle, two R's on the end. I think I'll hit that up because I, I know this guy. He, he has a podcast too. He, he might want to talk to you. 
No. Oh, okay. Great. <laughs> Speaking of said guy, uh, we'll get Shameless to it now. Plug. <laughs> Shameless plug. Oh, <laughs> hey, <laughs> next. <laughs> you know, geek. Here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing. This is how I know this. This is how we know Nix's family because I never, I never got rid of the tag. I just, yeah, <laughs> I kept the tag. I'm like, it is still there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, that's funny. First of all, shout out to Chris once again for having me. It's always a pleasure kicking with you nerds. Um, I love every single one of y'all. Shout out to Phil Lamar. Um, man, talking to one of. Goats, one of the greatest of all time, as far as uh, yeah, absolutely, greatest of all time. Um, as far as the voice acting realm, um, it's been an absolute pleasure of mine. Um, stories that I'm gonna be able to tell my uh, my children and my grandchildren when they're like, Yeah, I talked to Bill Lamar one time, it was cool, but uh, <laughs> hey, maybe one day I'll talk to him, you know, one on one. And if you want to know that's gonna happen, be sure to follow Do You Speak Geek. Um, keep in mind, uh, Do You Speak Geek. Is coming soon. DoSpeakGeekMedia.com is uh, a place for Do You Speak Geek. Still your podcast. That's a podcast that I have, as well as the Love Blurs content, myself and my wife. So keep an eye out for that. Um, much more to come for myself. Um, Doc Noir, BYSG, uh, for that little percentage off. Hit up BlurStation.com. Please subscribe. We got more content coming on the way. Big, big stuff coming on the way. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 And also, coming in August, there's a con that I'm actually a part of the uh, planning committee on, AtlanticComicCon.com. Uh, so hit that up. Uh, myself, uh, Deron Flood, Greg Burnham. Um, I'm not officially like like one of the, the top guys, but you know, I'm, I'm somewhere like right down here. So you know, you know, it's close enough. Close enough. I'm in the room. I'm in the room. So, uh, yeah, please be sure to uh, hit up AtlanticComicCon.com for uh, subscribe to the newsletter so you can stay close to what's going on there. And, uh, yeah, uh, thank y'all for having me again. And, Phil Lamar, thank you again, sir, for indulging me in that last question. I really thought of it real quick. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Nick. so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, always, always a problem when the, when the cousins come through. Lady Mandalore, my second in command, she did oh not have to unholster her weapon one time tonight. No, I was, I was very, <laughs> I, I was a diplomat amongst amongst you all. Um, oh God, uh, Mr. Lamar, Phil, forever grateful for you uh, blessing us with your presence. You are a busy man, so we do not take that lightly at all. Um, Lord, um, Jesus. I am Lady Mandalore, also known as Roomful of Blurs, right there at the bottom. You can find me on these internets on Instagram, TikTok, um, God, Twitter. Um, I, I also have a my own podcast um, on Sundays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm currently in the middle of a comic book reading club run with X-Men Red. Um, we are on issue 10 through 12 currently. Yes, very dope, it, yes. It is messy. <laughs> <laughs> I need I did I'd love for y'all to come in and um read along with us. Um we've got two more weeks. We are focusing mostly on storm, but this comic is a lot. Come through. That's it. Um oh yeah, it's, 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 it is a <laughs> Our gri- our griot the horror lady from Geek by Heart Talk. What's up, y'all? Um again, thank you, Mr. Lamar, for coming on. I uh, just made this geeky girl. I'm very happy, very happy just to 
be in the room. Um, hi, everybody. I am Lainey. Um, I am Deeper Heart. I am one part of Deeper Heart. Me and my husband run Deeper Heart on YouTube. Uh, we do trailer reactions. We do movie reviews. We talk just about everything that we like to talk about. And we also are in the middle of playing um, video games. He's playing Gears of War. He's starting from the first Gears of War now. Um, and I am still playing Hogwarts. I have to, I had to take off for about a while, but I hope to be back on actually tomorrow. So um, around 7.30. Um, he's going to be playing on Fridays around 7.30, and I should be playing on Saturdays around 7.30. So check us out. We are a lot of fun. You can also see on TikTok and IG. The, the way we came at lady in the chat, she was like, if you'll have me back, we were like, man. Yo, tail on. <laughs> Like I said, I don't. I say I don't take nothing for granted, and I appreciate everything. Don't. This is this, BS. I, I, I couldn't. I, I couldn't. I couldn't find the we are group gift, but I, I, you knew what I was saying. I'm like, look, mm -hmm. I had to. I had to. I had to use Dominic Toretto. <laughs> There's always room for family. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Talk to him, baby. Oh, man. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, blurs of all ages, good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Once again, it is your frosted beard of blurred corn here. <laughs> Mr. Lamar, sir, I am most honored to have had this opportunity to speak with you. As someone who has been iconic in so many different things, you've been an influence. Thank you for just giving us a little bit of your time because you are a busy man. And, you know, mm -hmm. as we get up in age, guess what? We move more, more, more. <laughs> it's like the younger folks don't understand that. But anyway, you can find me across social media with that name across everything. I just posted my, is it okay to be a blurred on YouTube? So please go check that out. Thank you for all for the love. I've been hitting it up dope. on TikTok because I'm tired of these nasty influencers getting all the, the attention and, and the resources. And we need positive people to get that acclaim, to get those resources so we can continue to make something better. Uh, Blurred Corn Speaks still doing our thing. And as always, I tell everybody, please support smaller creators. Let them know that you see them. Let them know that you support them. Stop giving these million plus toxic people all of your attention because at the end of the day, they need you. Mm -hmm. More than you need them. Mm -hmm. Okay, <laughs> so let's give it to the go let's give it to the folks who put the heart behind their work. Stay nerdy, stay geeky, stay sexy. That is it. There it is. Mm -hmm. The cinematic assassin will be watching. Yes, it is. I will be watching the cinematic assassin. <laughs> Don't matter what site you're on. You can find me at <laughs> M A Y E H E M Media. Uh, to Mr. Phil Lamar, thank you so much for coming through. This was amazing. Um, you are a goat. You're an icon. You are on the Mount Rushmore of voice acting. <laughs> that part. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, if, if you people on the interwebs want to holler at me, uh, I talk movies and TV and comics and collectibles. <laughs> holler at See, you don't do that. I stay well, in the humble I'm, place. Not, I'm not broke. I'm not broke. So, I'm not broken yet. Um, broken yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also... Thank you for explaining the whole Spider-Man 2 situation. Because this whole time, I thought they were just wild disrespectful. I was like, yo, Lamar in this random man on the train role? Like, that's Phil Lamar. Why Why is nobody... <laughs> why did no one recognize that's Phil Lamar? But got it. It was purposeful. I get it. Axes, axes can be buried now. Um, <laughs> my whole life, I was mad about that. But cool. It's oh, all... Wow. Um, <laughs> with that note, uh, I always, always stress mental health is important. So please, please, please 
take your meds, take your PTO, take a deep breath, and have an amazing day. Spartan. This man never wasn't keeps a straight face time. when we get to him. He never oh, keeps a straight face. <laughs> first, first and foremost, to Miss Lamar, um, I'm going to echo everybody's statements. Um, thank you for uh, sharing a bit of your time with us. We highly appreciate it. We are very, very grateful and humbled by your your stories, what you provide to us. Again, sir, thank you for your time. I, I can't stress that enough, that it, how much of an impact you've had, not only on all of us, but everybody watching. And again, thank you. Um, so Black Spartan, otherwise known as Blackbox447 on the socials, guys. You can pretty much find me there as I do reviews on everything, including gym stuff, because apparently I can scare people by lifting things. Um, <laughs> of course, my shows, How the Frack We Got Here, and uh, Get Bit Podcast can be found on the link uh, at that at Blackbox447. Again, check out birdseyeview.org for writing on wrestling because wrestling is real and people are fake. Shout out to Mr. Candy for that one. Again, guys, we keep saying this all the time. Share share just don't like share tell people about it word of mouth is the greatest weapon we have against the algorithm at the same time share positive things share the people that are putting in the work as Dave montel also said share everything that is blurdy and nerdy because there are so many people out there that just try to find a place to belong and all we're doing is shining a light on them aside from that guys mm -hmm. Three simple rules I usually keep, but I'll keep it brief. Respect the cosplayer at all times, guys. And I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of dress up the number two uh, rule a little bit. Be your best and show off your best, and therefore you will get the best. Mm -hmm. I'll keep it simple. That and number three rule is the same rule I have for myself as well as everybody else, guys. In the world right now that we're living in, simply put, be nice, be kind, don't be a dick, and we'll all be cool. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Hello, everybody. It is your man on the wall, Chris Fury. Thank Ooh. you to Phil Lamar mm -hmm. once again for stopping through, giving mm -hmm. us some time. Uh, thank you to this crew. Mm -hmm, One of the best dope crews I've ever had in my life. Uh, mm -hmm. we, I'm glad we kept everybody entertained. We're glad we kept everybody educated. And I'm glad we kept everybody encouraged. And guess what? That is Blurred's Eye View's tagline. Mm -hmm. Look how I made that happen. Anyway, Show off. <laughs> you can catch us Tuesdays and Thursdays, 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube, Twitch, and IG Live, 8 p.m. Eastern. You can also check us out everywhere you listen to your podcast, including iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, and be on the Be On Air Network. You can also watch us. <laughs> you can also watch us on Roku, where always press record TV. Go to Roku, it's completely free, alwayspressrecord.com. Uh, go to APR TV. You'll patch. You'll patch all all our past episodes. We I think they have all the past ten seasons so far. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and like Tafari said, we're two hundred and ninety hours away from monetization. Mm -hmm. <laughs> nice. Y'all know what Come to do. Come on, run it. You can do it. Y'all know what to do. Talk to the people. Chris, tell your aunt. Tell your friends. Thank you all. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Phil, for coming through once again. And thank you for the sweet bird flight on this wonderful blood night. <laughs> Let's go! Oh. That, that wasn't planned. Oh, we man. never planned these things. Oh, we never man. planned these things. Can I take that one? The man with a thousand voices. For that part. That I have to change the title of the show now. Uh, <laughs> but we're out of here. Remember to educate yourself and others, entertain yourself and others, and most of all, encourage yourself and others. 
Thank you to Phil Lamar once again. Thank you to this crew. Thank you to you out there watching us and listening to us. Leave a review, like, share, subscribe. All those numbers, get those numbers up. Watch it. Play it in the background. Pitch the ball song. Um, <laughs> until then, we're out of here. <laughs>